Hello everybody and welcome to the Netflix Addict Podcast. My name is Jerry. My name is Chris. And today on episode 4, we are going to be talking about news about the haunting of Hill House and Alter Carbon, both renewed for season 2. Also, movie launch with Christian Hernandez, Ken Jeong, You Complete Me Ho, TV Talk with Jerry, and the Oscars. Something that people are going to be talking for the next month. So, get ready, go grab some popcorn, and get ready to listen. Here comes the intro. Yay, we're here! Welcome to episode four. So excited that you're here. Today we have a very special episode for you guys, for it's the Oscars. Today, actually, Sunday, we're recording this. Tonight are the Oscars, and we're going to be talking about all Oscars right after we talk about a few other Netflix stuff. But, Jerry, how are you feeling today? Being honest with you, I feel better than that this morning. I was just having a cold. It's been a crazy weather over the past few weeks, man, just raining, cold. Hey, if you live in Southern California, you probably noticed that we get a snow on Thursday. Was it Thursday or Wednesday? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, okay, so one of these days was like, we just got snow, and in case you're wondering, it never snows in California, so that's why we're happy about it. Yeah, it was a lot of snow, but sadly, where I live, there wasn't any snow, so Jerry got to experience more snow than me, but that's okay. I. All right, let's start, man. I'm excited for this. So, our first topic, Netflix news. The first thing we want to talk about is The Haunting of Hill House. Yes, it was renewed for season two. But different name, different story. This week on Thursday, Netflix officially renewed The Haunting of Your House for a second season. But if you're a fan of the show like me, you might be a little disappointed. Because yes, they did renew for the show, but it will be a different story with a brand new cast. Now, Mike Flanagan, the creator of the show, basically told Entertainment Weekly, As far as I've ever been concerned with the story, the story of the Crane family, it's done. Now, there are so many directions that we can go, but we are just tired. Let's just go with something new. In other words, he's saying that the Crane family has been through a lot and they just want to move on with the story. They're happy where they left with season one. So, yeah. Now, season two will be called The Hunting of Bly Manor and it is set to premiere on Netflix 2020. What are your thoughts about this, Christian? I just want to start off by saying thank you, Entertainment Weekly, for that all that information. Um, honestly, uh, how do I say this? Um, I haven't seen the show yet. Um, there's, but there's been so much buzz around it, not only, not only in the Netflix community, in the internet community, but also with my, my own personal community, with my friends, my family, they've all seen it and they've, especially you, you've constantly been, been, um, telling me about it and that you really think it's a great show. Um, so so, surprise, surprise, actually, for next week, there's actually a little bit of a sneak peek. Next week, we're going to be talking about... Spoiler alert, guys. Spoiler alert. Haunting of Hill House next week. Season 1. We're going to be reviewing it. Yeah. So, I'm going to uh, watch it this week. Don't worry. I will watch it. Not like last few Wait, episodes. you haven't seen it, Christian? I haven't seen it at all. So, okay. next week, we're going to be talking about all season 1, everything that we liked, everything that we didn't. So, stay tuned for that. Other than that... I love this new direction that Hill House is taking yeah. because it opens the door for more to happen. Yeah. Something that I it, it's also what American Horror Story does best. That's what I was going to say. It kind of reminds me of American Horror Story because that's what they're doing every single season. It's a new story, new cast. They bring some of the old ones, mm-hmm. but um it's still like Really quick though, is 
um, Bly Manor going to have the same cast of, as Hill House? Nope. They're it's just completely new? Yeah, they're done with season one with a cast. They're bringing a new cast with, I think, new directors for each episode, uh, a new writer. So I'm excited to see. For me, that's even better because that allows even more wiggle room for story creating. What's his name again? His name is... Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan. If you're listening to this, you're probably not. But if you are... Have faith, man. Props to you for creating, for literally opening the door to, to yeah. more possibilities and to much more scarier stories than the one we left off with. So yeah. I'm excited to see Haunting of Hill House and I'm even more excited to see Haunting of Bly Manor. I agree. Now, moving on to the second news that happened, Alter Carbon Season 2. Now, on Friday morning, Netflix renewed Alter Carbon for a second season after a longer year making the fans wait. Dang. Now, a lot of people will be disappointed because Joel Kinnaman will not be returning for this new TV show. Who's Joel Kinnaman? He is the main character of season one, so uh, oh. he also plays... What other movies he plays? Hey, Connor. So, Connor is going to be our fact checker. Can you check Joel Kinnaman and what movies ha- has he made, please? Yeah, he's known for Avatar, Versace? Yeah, he's a Swedish guy, so... Actually, he's the brother of the guy that played on the movie It. <laughs> he was in the SpongeBob. Are you serious? He was in the SpongeBob movie. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. And actually, one of the reasons that he's not playing on season two is because he's recording. Well, he's done filming, but uh, he made a contract with Amazon Prime, so he's working on a TV show called Hannah. Which I Ooh. saw the first episode and wow, it's actually a really dark theme TV show. But uh, yeah, we're the Netflix addict show, so dark is good sometimes. Yeah, that's the Amazon Prime called Hannah H A N N A. So it's a good show. I I start watching. There's only like three episodes I think so far. Um, but yeah, so he's not coming back for season two. In fact, only two actors from the first season will be coming back for this new Whoa. season. Their yeah, names are, insane. yeah. Their names are Rene Elise Goldsberry and Chris Connor. If you don't remember who they are, I will link all the links from IMDb. You can go search it. We don't have time to go into detail, so we're sorry. But besides telling us from, but besides telling us who, who from season one was returning, Netflix also gave us a sneak peek of the new cast for season two, and I think you're gonna be happy about this, Christian, because. Mm-hmm. Anthony Mackie. Do you know who yeah, that is? Yeah, I know who Anthony yeah, Mackie so is. So he's going to be the main character. So he's going to be playing uh, John Joel Kinnaman's character from the TV show. Uh, so I'm excited to see what yes, he does with the, the character. Yes, I love Anthony Mackie. Also, Simone Misik. She plays from um, Luke Cage. Y- you know her, uh, Connor. So Simone Misik is going to be playing also in this. Dina Shihabi. I don't know who that is, but welcome to the cast. Torben Liebrecht, I, ho- I hope that's how you pronounce. <laughs> Fast fact checker Connor, can you tell us if that's right? James Saito, <laughs> <laughs> I know it, it probably isn't, but yeah, I, anyways, I'm sorry if I mispronounce your names, but yeah, Siri. <laughs> yeah, you can look at the new cast on the link that I we are putting in the description for IMDb. Thoughts, Christian? What do you think? Have you seen the show? First of all, I have not. No? Uh, but um, you know. When it comes to new shows being renewed for Netflix, I'm always for it. 
because I love Netflix originals. Not all of them, obviously, but I just love the idea that Netflix can create, same with Hulu and Amazon Prime, they can create their own things and not exactly be tied up because what that allows is for more content for us to watch. Sure, there's a lot of content to watch, but still, you have options, you know, and I really, I just, the fact that they can get a season two, and I've heard so much great buzz about this show, like, it's just great that it's happening. So, there you have it, guys. That's all we need to talk about news that happened this week. I am excited for both of these seasons. Yeah, We'll uh, eventually talk about Altered Carbon on the show, probably yeah. when we get closer to season two, but other yeah. than that, yeah. All right, so moving on, movie launch with Christian Hernandez. Christian, I love this section of the of the podcast because you get to tell us your favorite movies. What have you seen that are not related to Netflix? So this is all you, Christian. up everybody welcome to movie lounge with yours truly christian hernandez this week uh i'm actually kind of excited because both movies got really great scores in my eyes we're gonna start off with fighting with my family which i will give the the rating afterwards so actually jerry something that i want to start doing with movie lounge is start off with a spoiler free review and then move on after that, two actual spoilers. Now, I do understand that sometimes you didn't watch the movies, and I understand, but I expect the same thing for the TV shows, mm-hmm. you know, if that's okay with you. Um, so give you like a non-spoiler first, and then like a spoiler? And then spoilers. So for the listeners right now, um, you guys, I'm going to give you guys first a spoiler-free review about the movie, just like so you guys can have an idea. And then I'm going to give you enough warning, I promise. I will give you enough warning that there will be spoilers. And when uh, I give that warning afterwards, I will give my full thoughts and spoilers and what I actually think about the movie. So without further ado, here we go, Fighting With My Family. I really love this movie more than I thought I was going to love it. Um, I've seen many, many, many WWE movies. And none of them impacted me the way this movie did. Oh, that's interesting. Fighting with my family is the story of Paige, uh, the former WWE diva wrestler, um, and basically, basically tells the story of how she came to the WWE, how she became who she was, and what brought her to, according to her family, and stuff like that. The story is a, an amazing story, full with entertaining scenes, amazing comedy, and just insanely well acted performances. That really, there was a point in the movie where, I kid you not, I looked to my left, there was people crying. I looked to my right, there was people crying. And then I looked at myself and I was kind of crying too. (laughs) This movie really gets to you in the emotions, in the comedy, in the action. And in the end of the movie, all you want to do is just cheer for Paige and for all that she's been through. Because it's an amazing ride full of like, it's a feel-good movie. And this movie did it better than other feel-good movies that I've seen in the past. Highly enjoyed it. Highly recommended for everybody. I'm going to give this movie a 4.5 out of 5. Ooh, that's sure, a big it was not perfect. Um, and I don't think that everybody's going to like the movie the way I did, for example. I have a question, Christian. Yeah. What made it not perfect? Is that Or is that like a spoiler part? That's why you don't want to say uh, that in a specific. 
I will, I will go more into that in the spoiler part. All right. But overall, I do recommend this movie for anybody, um, no matter if you're going alone with your family, with your girlfriend or wife, or with your children. It doesn't matter. I recommend this movie for anyone. Mm. It's a great time full of amazing laughs, amazing moments, and honestly, it's just awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. Now we're going to the spoiler section. So this is your clear warning. Bum, bum, bum. After this, um, I won't give out too many spoiler warnings. So listeners, if you haven't seen Fighting With My Family, you can pause right here, go watch it, and then actually come back and listen or try to skip a few minutes forward and then go to the next review. Um, fighting With My Family. So there's a lot that happened here. Um, as for spoiler territory, there's not much to say. Um her entire life is just shown in the picture. You get to see the amazing performances by her parents, for example. They were really, really hilarious. Um, what's his name, actually? Uh, it's Lena something. Lena, Lena Hedy. 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 Lena Hedy and Nick Hedy. Frost. Uh, they play um, Paige's parents. Um, they're hilarious in this movie. I think they did the best performance. Um, Interesting. He has 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I, I wow. I'm... How much? IMDb. Wow. It's a great movie full of great performances. I loved Paige's story too being unfolded. Um, me personally, I've never I've loved WWE ever since I was a little kid. Me and my dad, we've been huge fans of WWE my entire life. So but I wasn't never really a f- fan of Paige. I, I I always see saw her as like the bad girl. Like I didn't like her that much. I didn't like her fights. But this movie made me love Paige. And that's weird for me because I hated Paige. <laughs> so just to see this character grow and then all her transition to her brother not being accepted to the WWE, to her when she actually gets to Florida for NXT and she's training, to her having to change her look, like from black hair to blonde and from white, white, white skin to, to tan skin to try to fit in, that whole story that they did so well just it connects with the audience the idea of like in order to be successful you need to change how you look but then pages switches is over at the end after the cri- a, a christmas vacation that the wrestlers had or that the wrestlers to be had um where she actually goes back home to her fa- to her family during a main, uh, a main event that her parents had planned um so yeah her, her <coughs> parents were wrestling fanatics they had their own ring back home in England. They were selling tickets. They had their own show, their own wrestlers, all of that. So when Paige comes back from NXT to um, their home and they have a main event, you get to see this drama that happens with her between her and her brother. That scene alone was one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie. Just that, ar- just, just that argument and disagreement that Paige and her brother had in that scene was insanely great. But... I just love how much you see the character grow throughout this movie to a character who doesn't know why she wants to wrestle, to a character who knows exactly why she's got to be there because she loves it. And that alone I loved about the movie. The Uh, ending is great, although I will say this. They showed the scene when at the very end of the movie you get to see the, the first time that Paige enters the ring in the WWE after WrestleMania 30. And... Something that actually my dad pointed out, which I, I, I let her look, and it was actually very interesting. The scene was not at all exactly like it really happened. The scene 
In real life, you get to see Paige come in. She's congratulating AJ Lee, who is the winner of the Divas Championship at the point and the longest winner at that point of the Divas Championship. And, excuse me, and, um, yeah, you get to see her congratulating, and then AJ Lee gets mad at her, slaps her in the face. Fight happens. Paige wins the, the Divas Championship, becoming the youngest diva to ever win WWE Champion of the Divas. W- divas Champion. There we go. And in the movie, they kind of switched it up. When she comes in, she's kind of like scared and looking at the lights and doesn't say a word before the fight begins. And then AJ Lee slaps her in the face. The fight starts, and she doesn't say anything until after the fight. And she gives this whole speech on on how di- what the, the championship means for her, what it means for her family. She dedicates it to her family. That entire speech at the end of the movie does not happen at all in real life. I have a small question, Christian, for yeah, you. Yeah, go ahead. So this is a movie that is mainly produced by Seven Bucks Production, which is a Dwayne, Johnson, Dwayne Johnson's company. Mm-hmm. Now, m- my question to you is, what makes her story worth telling? Because, wait, because there's a lot of people f- from the WrestleMania industry that, yeah, maybe they have a really awesome story. Why her? That's my, my question. Because she started the Divas Movement. And uh, for those who don't know what the Divas Movement is, before, uh, let's say, what, 10, 20 years ago, Divas were not seen as real wrestlers. Mm. They were seen as cheerleaders, as eye candy. And what Paige did, her what what she brought to the WWE was literally, you don't have to look like a freaking Barbie doll to prove that you're awesome. As long as you have wrestling skills and you can do the job, you can become awesome. And Paige became one of the best WWE divas to ever walk the WWE halls. And that's why this story is important to tell. Because it teaches people that it doesn't matter what other people think of you. If you can do what you know you can do, you're going to be able to do it. And and you're going to be able to do it the best way possible. And that's why this story is important. Because if it wasn't, it probably would have happened eventually. But she was the Kickstarter for the Divas revolution that came to the WWE. Now, in today's WWE, you get to see Divas main eventing like some nights. You get to see Divas winning more championships. Like last Elimination Chamber, we got to see the first ever Divas Tag Team Championship, which was insane because there has never been a, a Tag Team Championship for the for the Divas. Divas are becoming more important than the male superstars, and that alone, she kick-started that. She was one of the main reasons why this whole Divas movement started. So that's why this story is so important. Okay, yeah. I, I mean... I've seen the movie and I've seen the tra- I've seen the trailer. My bad, and it caught my attention. I've never been a huge WrestleMania fan. Now, since you you said early you were a WrestleMania fan, WWE. yeah. Now let's get in my position. Somebody that doesn't really like the WWE, will I enjoy it? My mom hates wrestling. My mom she doesn't like wrestling at all, and she was crying her eyes out by the end of this movie. This movie is so good that you don't need to like WWE. You don't need to like wrestling at all to enjoy this movie. This movie is strong enough to give you a great story, great characters, great drama, and great scenes that you do not at all need to be a WWE fan or a wrestling fan. I like the answer, man. So, so yeah, those are my thoughts about fighting with my family. Go watch it. It's an amazing time. Now... This one I've been really, really having tough time this weekend because there's so much I want to see about this movie with so little time. So, 
How to Train Your Dragon 3. The culmination of the How to Train Your Dragon story was insanely good. <laughs> insanely good. Um, w- Obviously, I won't get into spoilers in this first part. So the story picks off right where we left off. The second one is about, I believe, a year after the events of the second one. The people and the dragons are living in harmony. But what's kind of going on is that everything is getting cramped. There's too many dragons um, in the town of Burke. And then that's just, it's kind of like the humans just don't have space. Like, there's a great scene at the beginning of the movie. It's, it's not a spoiler, so it's okay. Where you get to see the people, like, kind of, you get to see Hiccup trying to walk around the, the dining hall with all these dragons just, like, passing by and, like, having to squeeze through and, and, and getting tipped over and almost tripping through things and, and, and through dragons, which kind of enhances the, the whole story of the movie. Um, and then out of nowhere, this new thread comes by uh, other kingdoms, not Burke, other places, start, um, they still want to kill dragons because they haven't gone through the same experiences that Burke has. Burke is known as the Dragon City, you know, because they learn how to train dragons. They learn how to live in harmony with dragons. But other kingdoms haven't learned this yet. So when we get to see these new these kingdoms kind of like figure trying to f- still capture dragons, still kill them, and then you get the people of Burke trying to protect them and set them free, right? And this is where the drama happens because the kingdoms want to basically destroy Burke to destroy the dragons. Um and that's where the story picks up. We get to see this new villain. Um, he wants to kill the night, uh, uh, Toothless, which is the Night Fury, the only Night Fury. And then the way he does it, I'll get into the spoiler section. And then the whole story starts. And then you get to see finally that there isn't uh, – This you get to see this in the trailers that apparently Toothless isn't the last Night Fury. There, There's another dragon that looks very similar to Toothless, but it's just white. And they call it the Light Fury. And then you get to see that amazing relationship between um, Toothless and the Light Fury. Then the movie in and of itself, it's a feel-good movie. It's kind of hard for me to say a lot without spoiling. But the movie is a great time filled with amazing action, amazing, beautiful scenes of animation. And overall, it's funny, too. And it's there's moments in this movie where I literally had to raise myself up to see because I was so tense. Like the 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 t- intensity of this movie is there. It does it so well. This was a perfect culmination for the story. And actually, when I left the theater, I can honestly say that I felt satisfied with the ending. I felt that after after what is like tw- 15, 10 long years of How to Train Your Dragon, the TV shows, the movies. This was the perfect ending for this story of Toothless and Hiccup and Burke. Wait, so is this the last movie they're making? Officially, uh, I don't know if it's the last How to Train Your Dragon movie, but at least of this story of Hiccup and yeah. Toothless and Burke, this is the last. What about the TV show? Because I know there's a cartoon TV show. The TV show, I don't know what's going to happen with the TV show. Mm. I don't know if it's going to keep going, but of the movies, this is the last one. Interesting. Yes. And it culminated perfectly, in mm. my opinion. So... It's Wait. a great time for everybody. Highly recommend it for anybody to watch it, especially, especially families and kids. This movie's perfect for them. Now, would you recommend people to have seen the the other two movies before yes, this one? I do, um, because there's a certain level of like umph, if, uh, because for lack of a better term or, or phrase or sound, um, 
there's a specific umph that you need before watching this movie. You need to know these characters. You need to know Toothless and Hiccup. You need to know um, Hiccup's friends, like who they are. You need to know the the struggles and the relationship that th- that went between between Hiccup and his friends and and Hiccup and Toothless. Like this movie relies a lot on that feel effect. I think pathos or ethos. I forgot what technical term it was called. Um, but it relies on that emotional thing a lot. So I feel that you need to watch the first and the second one to not be lost in the third one. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you're hearing this right now, please watch the first and the second one. Um, if you ha- either if you haven't watched it or as a refresher, or at least the second one, so you get to have like a like a understanding of what's going on. Because a lot of characters from the second one come back, you know. So yeah, just watch the first, at least the second one. You don't have to watch the first one, but at least the second one. For sure. Yeah. Now, uh, we're getting into spoiler section. Spoiler warning. Beep, beep, beep. Uh, pause it or skip forward. Because I'm getting into spoilers for How to Train Your Dragon 3, A Hidden World. This movie, honestly, was not my favorite. Jerry, I love this movie. I think it was one of the best ones that DreamWorks has ever made. But it's not my favorite. Um, my, the second one is actually my favorite. That being said, I still love this movie so, so much. There's so much that this movie gave. I want to start off with the relationship between Hiccup and, and Toothless. I loved <laughs> just seeing their them just being together. For me, as a fan of the How to Train Your Dragon series, it was amazing. Just seeing them together, flying through the skies, and, and he, seeing how well they depend on each other. But what this movie did to me, it kind of like broke me a little bit because they have at the end of the movie, you get to see that the dragons and the people of Berg have to basically part ways. They can't be together anymore, but that includes Toothless and Hiccup not being together. And that scene at the very end where you see Hiccup put his hand on Toothless face, that killed me. (laughs) That scene was so emotionally charged, but so meaningful. The idea, the idea, the the not the idea, the the symbolism behind that scene is so powerful, and I enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed the villain, not um pretty well, pretty much. Um, he's just trying to kill, uh, night the night last night furies, which are Hiccup and uh, sorry, uh, Toothless and the Light Fury. But the way he tries to kill Toothless is by setting free the Light Fury that they had in lockdown to try to, like, get him get him to make mistakes and be found a lot easier. And because this, the, the villain of this movie is, like, a train hunter. He wants definitely – he can kill dragons. He's done it for years. But um, a long story short, the movie is a great time full of great moments, full of hilarious moments, full of moments – of pure amazing animation by DreamWorks, and I want to talk really quick about the very very ending of this series. Jerry, I'm sorry you haven't seen this movie. Major spoilers, but right this here. is like the biggest spoiler I think I can give you about this movie. So this is the m- major one. No, you, I just want to say like I haven't seen the second one, so it's gonna take a, a while for me to see the third one. So yeah, don't so worry about me, man. You like probably won't remember. <laughs> but the way the movie culminates, which I think it, it kind of reminded me a little bit of. Of Fast and Furious Seven, remember that scene where we get to see Paul Walker and and um, Vin Diesel just race and depart ways. Yeah. Um. It's been a long. Yeah, that one. Way. Um. It 
it's it's not a similar scene, but the emotional state of that scene it was very similar. At the end of the movie, we get to see Hiccup, um, and his and Astrid, which is his uh wife at the time. Now it's years in the future. I don't know how long they never say, but we get to see Hiccup finally with his beard, and we get to see Hiccup and Astrid's children in the final scene. It's super cute moment. They look exactly like them. Super cute, and. So, oh, actually, before I say that, I forgot to say a major part of this movie. The reason it's called The Hidden World is because there is this kind of like, I guess you can say world. It's not really a world. It's more like a like a little underground cave, you can say, underground world, where the dragons supposedly come from. And then since Toothless is the king of the dragons and the separation at the end of the movie happens, he just goes over there to the hidden world and just rules over the over the other dragons. But at the end of the movie, the only two people that ever got to see the hidden world were Hiccup and Astrid. So at the very end of the movie, when they're old and they have children now, they're on a boat on their way to the hidden world because Hiccup misses Toothless. He hasn't seen him in years at this point. And out of nowhere, they get to the waterfall where the hidden world is. And um, I, I forgot how exactly how it went, but to, uh, Hiccup... He kind of like tells his family, oh, be quiet, be quiet. And we get to see Toothless and the Light Fury together with their own children. And that scene alone was so cute. Those little dragons look amazingly cute. And then Toothless comes into the boat to try to protect their family because he doesn't recognize Hiccup at this point. And that, uh, I was scared at that scene. I was, I was legit scared. And then he looks, what is it? Toothless looks at Hiccup in the face and... And kind of like doesn't recognize him at first, but I don't know where he smells him and instantly recognizes him and just starts licking him and hugging him, throws him on the floor. And <laughs> the funny part about the scene is the kids of Hiccup are scared to death because they think their dad is being eaten by a dragon in front of them. But they're like, oh, no, he's just playing with me. He recognizes me, whatnot. And then the movie ends with Hiccup and his family flying with Toothless and his family in the sky. And it's just a beautiful scene of like, and what it represents is what really got to me is the idea that no matter how far away you are from your friends, no matter how many time passes without you seeing them, friendship never disappears. Friendship is always going to be there. And that, oh, that scene was tough. Was I love that mystery. Man, and it was friendship such a beautiful scene. Friendship is all scene. we have. It was a beautiful scene. And um, what I did wish they did, um, uh, I don't remember them doing this, but is that there? there's a specific... Uh, image that you see in the movie of what is it the dragons flying with the family of hiccup on top of them right flying through the sky i would have loved to see like them like a shot from above them flying together and then a flashback of just hiccup and toothless flying alone and then back again to the family that would have been like the nail on the coffin it would have just been amazing but other than that this movie is beautiful now, the reason it's not perfect is I didn't give it a five. It's I gave it a four, actually. I don't know if I said this. I give it a four out of five. The reason I didn't give it a five is because the movie kind of, I don't know. I feel like they focus a little too much on the importance of the ending instead of the importance of the movie as a whole. Like, the ending was perfect, but there was a lot of choppiness happening in the first half of the movie. The, not the first half, the first 75 percent even 90 percent of the of the movie is like all 
the story the story is pretty good, but it's just choppy. Like it, it, they didn't edit it very well. The story kind of jumped into different places too fast without giving too much context. But other than that, the movie's great. Four out of five. Recommend it. So I think out of those two movies that you just mentioned, Christian, I feel like I'm more excited to watch uh, Fighting with My Family just because it's a real story. Like, I mean, I love cartoon movies, but I feel like I've come to my you know in a point in my life where. All I watch is Incredibles 2 and Toy Story movies. So, shout out to Toy Story 4 coming soon. <laughs> I'm excited for those movies. I still recommend yeah. How to Train Your Dragon for everybody. I think it's a great story. Full of no. amazing moments. I mean, you have AMC stuff, so you get to watch a lot of movies. Yes, I do. If somebody has to pay for a movie and they only have uh, money for one ticket, which one would you recommend? Out How of to Train Your Dragon, absolutely. Yeah? Okay. Um, not... Not exactly for quality because I did give Fighting with My Family a 4.5. Mm-hmm. And I did give um, How to Train Your Dragon a 4. But it's just a great movie for family or if you want to go alone. I, I went alone. There was a lot of people in the theater that were alone watching this movie. A lot of people close to my age. And they all were like smiling at the end of this movie. They were really happy. So I do agree that this movie is for everyone. Okay. Thank yeah. you for that. So moving on. Um, what am I excited for? So next week is Tyler Perry's A Medea Funeral. The last movie, man. The last Medea Rest in peace, movie. Tyler Perry. We'll talk, I'll talk a little bit more about that next week when I talk about uh, Medea Family Funeral. But I am excited about this movie. I've been a fan of Medea for as long as I can remember. I love the Medea character that Tyler Perry does. Uh, me and a friend of mine um, called Christian actually here. You know him. Chris G, if you're listening, what's up, bro? He's both of our friends. Um, he uh, he and I, I remember we watched the last one, the the Halloween one, the last two, Boo Maria two, Boo Maria two, and and the first Boo Maria Halloween. Um, we watched it both at the movie theaters. (laughs) It was great. Um, we I love this movie, and I'm excited to see the the last ish quote unquote last Maria movie because he did say in an interview that, um. If, you know, eventually if the people start wanting it, he'll probably bring them back for another movie. But for now, this is the last Medea movie. I agree. I mean, I think he's going to just probably end his personal solo career, like, movie type. And he's going to bring his character to, like, more Tyler Perry movies, comedy movies. That's what I think he's heading to. Because I feel like that's what he wants to focus. He wants to focus more, like, in his production company movie and produce their own film done okay let's start producing uh more madia movies because i mean let's be honest we have enough of uh, madia movies and i'm not saying like they're boring because i i've i've loved those movies but i feel like he, he can do better he can try something new you know okay yeah so thank you so much for right, this that's it movie launch with christian hernandez uh we're moving on to ken jong you complete me H O. I don't want to say the word anymore. So, <laughs> it's a last he, name. So you don't want to say ho, <laughs> but ho is not a bad word in this special. That much. <laughs> 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 he, he does. He does play on on this word a lot. Yeah. But ho is the last name right. of his wife. So, so yeah. So you can say it. It's not a bad word okay. at all in this context. Um, <coughs> excuse me. It's the name of his wife. So, um, Christian actually saw this one. I haven't seen it. Uh, I'm going to let him try to convince me to watch th- watch this. So, Christian, take the mic. Okay. 
Um, there's a lot to see about this special. I loved it. I really did. Um, there's something special about this comedy special. Um, it was his first one ever, like his actual own special. Like before, he only did clubs, or um, he only did um. Well, I think they call it a collective comedy show, whatever, which yeah. has a bunch of different comedians. Um, this was his first one, and honestly, it was hilarious. You know, I think I've only seen him on movies as the... I know this is going to sound like a little racist, oh, but as the Asian comedy guy. Like, yeah, that's how I see him. That's what he does. That's his main thing. Um, and he definitely talks about that on his special. This special was hilarious. I really did. Um, the reason it's called You Complete Me Ho is because he... In this special, he talks a lot about his wife. His wife's last name is Ho, and um, and there's a lot of jokes he does. I wanna, I wanna give, uh, I wanna give the opportunity to the listeners to talking about actually him. watch. He's, he's on the commercial right now. Look at that. Oh yeah, we're actually watching the red carpet as we speak. Um, for the Oscars, and um, he's on a he's on a commercial with uh, oh, McDonald's. I forgot his name, but yeah, he's yeah. A, he's in a commercial with somebody and about McDonald's. So yeah, um, other than that, the special was great. I really enjoyed it from the beginning to end. I love the jokes that he was doing. I love the stories about Hangover and other TV shows and movies that he was talking about. It's funny. It is very vulgar. Okay. That's my only thing. I don't think this comedy show is for everybody. It's very vulgar. It, he definitely gets into some graphic stuff. He talks about his penis a lot in his <laughs> special. <laughs> I Just mean, saying. comedy without penis is not even comedy, bro. That's, that's, that's what I'm going to say. Don't say that. <laughs> that's not. Um, uh, should he do another special? Absolutely. I think he's funny. My only issue is that I've been watching a lot of King Jun videos recently um, because they just appeared on my YouTube. Um, you know, Wired uh, asking Google questions about when, you know, when Google finishes. When you write something, Google finishes the, the thing. Yeah. And then they do interviews on that from Wired. Uh, I've seen in, um, him giving actual medical advice from, like, TV shows and stuff like that. Um, so, a lot of his jokes that he said on his special, if you've seen a bunch of King Jun interviews recently, you've probably, probably heard him already. Mm-hmm. Because um, what I'm afraid is that he's been using the same material for all these different, like, interviews and stuff like that. So... I want him to do another special, but I really hope he can bring new material, you know? Yeah. And um, But I, I believe in him. King John is a hilarious person. I've listened to to him on other other socials. I have not other specials, obviously, but I've listened to him in other areas. And he's a hilarious person. He has amazing jokes. Um, so, yeah. The question of the day, is he funny or not? He's hilarious. From 1 to 10, how much would you give him? never rated comedy before <laughs> um <laughs> okay okay let me, let me change a little bit is does he has potential to be better or is he better than gabriel iglesias never heck no nobody will ever be as good as gabriel iglesias in my eyes and i'm saying that because i know that you're a huge fan of gabriel iglesias so but i wanted to see how he's much. good he's good um i i actually i jerry i don't know if you know this about me but i actually do love comedy um, not not comedy movies per se, more like specials and stand up comedy. I love stand up comedy. I have my very own Pandora playlist on on comedy, and I listen to it all the time. I really do love comedians and do love comedy. So, um, yeah, he did a great job in my eyes. Um, I've seen better specials. 
Um, and if you hear this, he's probably gonna give me the middle finger and, and tell me to f off, and that's okay. Um, but King Jong, I love King Jong. I think his special was great, and I, if you like comedy, I think you're gonna like this one, especially if you like King Jong. And that being said, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for TV Talk with Jerry Q. What's up, everybody? Welcome to TV Talk with Jerry. So, we are going to be talking about two TV shows episodes that I've been talking about, which the first one is Gotham, episode 7, titled Ace Chemicals. Now, this episode showed us the beginning of the official final version that Gotham wants to portray as the Joker. So, now, the best part of this episode was the, fi the fight between Bruce Wayne and Jeremiah, who plays uh, the Joker, who's going to be, be the Joker at the end. Uh, they're fighting at the Ace Chemicals, and if you haven't seen the comics or you don't know anything about the, the Joker character, that's how he becomes the Joker, the final version. Like, that's how he goes mentally mentally crazy, is he falls into the Ace Chemicals, he messes up his brain, and that's how he, do, he does it. Now, I gotta say something about this, and is that th this is the final season of Gotham, and the reason that I think <laughs> Fox... Uh, yeah, Christian, I'm sad <laughs> about this too, but I, I feel the show. reason they ended this series is because they were like, dude, we don't know what you guys are doing, because for the past four seasons, they were experimenting, and they actually say this, we are going to be experimenting to see what people like, what people don't like, and create our own Gotham slash Batman TV show based on what people like. So they were killing, resurrecting. So actually, at one point, I was like, oh, they kill him. Don't worry. Two episodes later, he's going to be alive. So you you were never believing that somebody was going to be alive because eventually he was going to be resurrected. And that's what happened with the Joker. I got to say that in five seasons, he played at least three characters. So, but I got to say, dude. Yeah, the, Jerome Valencia. Yeah, the, he played the, the weird pre-Joker, which was with yo, the cut he, face. And then he played Jerome and then Jeremiah, and now he's going to be playing the last version, which is the Joker, actually. Yeah. Um, it's actually interesting that you say that, because I was reading something that said, um, apparently, they didn't plan for him to be the Joker at first. Okay. But then eventually, they were like, the fans want him to be the Joker. No, so dude. we're like, sure. <laughs> and he yeah, became the Joker. I agree. Cameron, Ma Cameron <laughs> Monaghan, dude, that guy, my props to him, because he has earned his right to play the Joker. I like him more than most jokers like honestly i would put obviously heath ledger nobody yeah. can beat heath ledger he was the best joker actually i'm gonna show you a picture of how he's gonna look in his final no, i've seen it i you follow it? him on instagram and i've seen his final Dude. form with all the makeup and everything i'm blown away on how amazing the show has made this joker look i i uh, i actually love batman so mm -hmm. that's why i've been so so wait have you seen the show christian i haven't seen this last season mm -hmm. but um i have seen the show a lot i think i finished like the season before this. Okay. Y yeah, so uh, season five is the final season, so Fox. So season four is the last one I saw. Yeah, so it only has 12 episodes. And the reason that Fox actually renewed the show, it, because they were ready to cancel it. They were like, we don't care about you guys anymore. But the fans actually were able to save it. And they were like, okay, 
we see the fans liked it and let's just give them another season to finish telling their story and I was one of those fans yeah no and actually I read in an article that the, that uh, one of the, the writers from the show said okay now we're we're gonna stop experimenting we are going to actually develop each character how the how the comic said so that's what they've been doing and I think season five is what everybody has been expecting it's the best season out of the whole five seasons mm-hmm. so that's my that's what I saw from Gotham this week episode 7 Ace Chemicals if you haven't seen it go check it out because definitely it's one of the best episodes out of the whole th- show my rating it's 8.5 out of 10 now if you want to watch this TV show this is not a paid advertisement but it's every Thursday on Fox moving on <laughs> to the <laughs> second <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah they're not paying me to say this but it's cool uh, this this is just a fan saying things about this TV show. Now, the second TV show is one of the that I saw last week, and I just want to bring it again because it's Doom Patrol episode two. Last week I was talking about episode one. Probably next week I'll talk about episode three because this show <laughs> is just wow, like one of the best DC TV shows that I've seen my whole life. We first in the episode, life. yeah, yeah. I'm serious, like I'm not even joking right now. So in episode two, we got to see Cyborg for the first time from Justice League. And let me tell you, bro, this is the Cyborg everybody has been expecting to see. Like his acting, the way he plays the character is just unbelievable. Like, wow, this guy, he deserves to be in the Justice League. And actually, since we're talking about Justice League, uh, DC is actually planning to rebuild the whole Justice League now that Ben Affleck left. I've heard. Um the Superman guy also like was trying to leave. Yeah, nobody knows if he's left yet. Yeah. So. But uh, so Justice League or DC, the movie, t- the movie universe has his eye on this guy because they see that a lot of people are liking him, that he's doing a really good a- uh, acting on the show. So we'll see how's that. Another character from season two, from episode two, that I really loved, and uh, she came on episode one, but episode two was like her crazy like role was crazy jane now i don't know if you know this uh actress yeah but um she's played by diana guerrero who's known from uh orange is the new black yeah which we will talk about eventually because we have to and jerry i know it's a classic it's a classic but we're going to talk about this show okay never mind i'll talk about it later but no you're gonna say it now what are you gonna say it's not that i hate it i saw it like i've seen like at least four seasons of the show but it just became the same. Like that's that's my my thing. Shut up, it's great. Anyways, <laughs> let's move on. That's not what I'm talking about. Eh. Now, dude, I gotta say, Diana Guerrero, she deserves an award for this role because she just does amazing. Oscars and 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 what's it called um, award shows hate superheroes. I don't care, but hey, she deserves an award. Netflix, do your own award show. Cause Yo, that actually be pretty cool. Well, actually, you might as well be your hosts. Yeah. Yeah, probably. probably. But um, yeah, she's an amazing. She plays multiple personalities, as you said, Christian. She plays like well, oh, I forgot what number. She, it was a big number. Like yeah, she has twelve. Something. No wait. Oh, let me let me see actually, because I have 12? a fact. I think it's twelve. I kind of remember her saying but, like um, a big number in the trailer. That's why I was like, oh crap, that's a lot of characters. So um, while I'm looking at that, let's move on to uh, new uh the rating for episode two. It's actually surprising even for me. But it's nine point five out of ten. Like, whoa! That's how much I'm loving this TV show, bro. Like, 
I'm loving. Wait, why not ten? Because I haven't seen the whole TV show. Like ten, I would give it to the whole TV show. But uh, I think so far it's getting there. It's getting to a ten, ten out of ten. I'm just loving what DC Universe is doing with Titans and Doom Patrol now, and I'm excited to see where they're going with their own universe. Okay. Um, now what I'm excited for coming soon. This is Legends of Tomorrow, second half of the season. It's returning on April 1st. Yeah, DC, Legends of Tomorrow. Now, I don't know if you agree with this, Christian, but I feel Legends of Tomorrow has a lot of potential, but it's one of those TV shows that a lot of it, like, if people from Flash, Arrow, or Supergirl are like, we don't want you anymore, but we don't want you to, like, leave, let's put you in this TV show. And that's kind of like what I think about the TV show. It's a place where the creators, like, just go and be like, Let's create this TV show that we don't lose contact with the actors or we don't lose them for forever. Let's just put them in this TV show. Um, but actually, there's there's rumors that this TV show might be canceled after this new season because the ratings are so bad. I think it's a pretty good show. It has potential. Well, so here's the thing. Um, the problem with the show is that the, the first like two se- seasons mm-hmm. were like amazing. But then it just started going downhill. I agree, yeah. And that's, that's the issue because I personally love this show. Like, at least the first two seasons were amazing for me. I loved what they did with the okay. story, the characters. Great. So, uh, going back to uh, Doom Patrol. Well, we're in the same. Oh, yeah, actually, no. Doom Patrol. Uh, Crazy Jane has 64 different personalities. That's, yeah, My I know. Bad, it was yeah. a, because I remember yeah. in the trailer, she did like a crazy huge number. Yeah. It was like, oh my gosh, how do you even act 64 different characters? No, I sh- dude, that's something that I'm telling you. Like, she knows how to do it. And after, like, 64, how do you even know, like, who's your real personality? That's a whole I different agree. conversation that yeah. we can have. Yeah. But anyways, moving on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, DC Legends of Tomorrow comes out April 1st. Uh, I'm excited. How, are, how excited are you, Christian? I mean, to be fairly honest, I haven't been keeping up with the show this last season. I kind of stopped watching all the CW shows because I lost cable and I'm not watching TV that much anymore. Yeah, um, you can watch it on Netflix, bro. But I am watching movies. I am watching a lot of movies. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, that's all I had to say for TV talk with Jerry. Let's get into the most important part of this show, presenting to you for the first time ever, the red carpet Netflix Attic Podcast Oscars 2019 predictions or we just had to go to the restroom so somebody else took in charge and you guys are gonna hear some fun things going on enjoy you're right jaggy this sure is strange yeah what's an empty old suit of armor doing in the driver's seat of this pickup maybe he went out for the night get it So Jerry and Christian are taking a bathroom break, and now you have Cole and Connor. What's up, everybody? To entertain y'all. How's everyone doing out there? Hope you're doing good. We have no idea how long this bathroom break is going to take. They did not clarify if it was number one or number two. Who knows? It could be anything. It, it could be number three for all we know. It could be both with those two. You never know. You never know what you're going to get with Christian and Jerry, and you guys know that by now. Yeah. So. So in this episode of intermission with. <laughs> with <laughs> Keep it, yes. In this episode with Intermission with Connor and Cole, we're going to be talking about, what are we talking about, Connor? I don't know. Christian's chair is very sweaty, and it's it's distracting me. Um, 
Do you, I feel like we need a break from the Oscars because who really wants to talk about the Oscars right now? We, we all know that uh, – I just messed up the mic. We, <laughs> we, we all know that everybody wants Black Panther to win, but it's not going to win. Yeah. That's at least my thing. The Black Panther really brought nothing to the cinematic table. <laughs> what? It's like – It's just a Marvel movie. It has no interesting cinematography or anything. <laughs> no acting in it because it's just fighting i mean it was a good movie i mean that's kind of racist what do you mean what do you mean it's not acting they're just fighting you're saying they're fighting because they're black <laughs> i'm just saying what what like average people say about marvel movies because i loved black panther i thought it was amazing i haven't seen roma but i haven't seen it i hear a lot about it so yeah. it, probably, it shouldn't win it probably shouldn't win the underdog should I've always seen, like, win the first scene of roma and i'm like man i don't speak any spanish so this i'm not gonna do it i can't do it I can't watch a movie with subtitles. I don't know about you, Cole. I no, can't do I, I don't. I don't mind subtitles, but I just haven't seen it. I just get bored. I'm gonna like fall asleep or something. And then you were talking about Bohemian Rhapsody. I have not seen that one you either. Seen it? No? no. Okay. Yeah, it's it's gotten uh, what do you call it? It's gotten like back and forth views on it. So who knows? Who knows if it's accurate or not? The world may never know Bohemian Rhapsody is accurate or not. So we got one out of two back from their. Uh, Trip to the restroom. Can we get a holla for Christian? Christian is back, everybody. What are you guys talking about? He's back. Absolutely nothing. Awesome. <laughs> All this is going in. It's okay. Yes. Yes. I'm gonna let so you. So, if you guys want to get plugs, go ahead. <laughs> plugs? Yeah. Like, what do you guys want to? Oh. Like, say about. That could have gone very a lot of different ways there. Let me let me go find my friend code for my Nintendo Switch. <laughs> yes, yes. I'll be right back, fellas. You can follow me. This is Connor. Nobody's going to want to do this because apparently I ruined the podcast. But you can follow me on Instagram. My tag is Connor in the sky. C-O-N-N-O-R in the sky. 95. That's C-O-O-L-Y. <laughs> if anybody's out there and they listen to the band Explosions in the Sky, at me. Excuse me? That's what that's the reference of my Instagram, oh. Connor in the sky. I just put explosions out for my name. And nice, it's pretty clever. Yeah. Our our uh, our show name, uh, Cole <laughs> and Connor, is called the Nukes for the Dukes. The, the, the Nukes, Nukes for, for the Dukes. That's also my new band name. Check it out. Check us out. We're gonna start out on SoundCloud. Oh, who's, as all great artists do. Dude, who's in, in the band? In 2019, I haven't the... decided. It's gonna be like a revolving band, man. Like there's, you know. The only set person is probably going to be me. So. Oh, dude, that's kind of selfish of you. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't have any friends anymore, so I don't know who to call. <laughs> I'll call me? I can call Batman. Oh, there you go. Hey, Christian, why don't you go back to the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys can keep going. Jerry, Jerry's clearly having some issues here. We might. Hopefully, he didn't get lost. Go make sure that Jerry's you know, having it come out okay. Oh, Jerry probably forgot his keys again to open the door. Jerry's locked out. He's locked out. Now Christian's locked out. So it's just me and Cole for another half hour. But we got time, so we're good. Here's the next segment of the show. <laughs> phone notifications on Jerry's phone. Yes. We we kidnapped Jerry's phone. CNN. He definitely got lost. He doesn't have his GPS with him. 35 minutes ago, CNN. Measles cases are surging around the world as a growing anti-vaccine movement rides the populist wave of the distrust in the government. Do you really trust somebody who calls a disease measles? I mean, who invented that? Have you? Ha, okay, has anyone out there actually seen the measles? <laughs> if any, where, See, it doesn't exist. Food, and that's why he took a little longer. Um, I'm hungry, man. 
He's apparently hungry because it's lunchtime. We're on the West Coast here in California, and it's uh, mid-afternoon. <laughs> Super sunny days. <laughs> My watch says it's 66 degrees outside. Yo, Jerry, what what'd you get? Pretzels? A bunch of pretzels? Me, uh, it, you know, since Cole already said it, I was going to have you guys guess based on the crunch, but we'll just edit that part out. I'm going to have you guys guess based on the crunch. It's actually not pretzels, guys. Eating. I was just joking about that. All right, guys, what's your guess? DM us. I gave you a good DM us at at underscore the Netflix addicts. Spread right there, of the crunch factor. Here we go. Here again. Connor, I think I think they need a different noise. I'm gonna break it in half and see. Yeah, break it in half. See what they got. All right, listen, listen, guys. That was solid. That was good. The Netflix added podcast providing providing different content, including ASMR. They always keep you on your toes. You're welcome. All right, I'm going to welcome our hosts back, Christian and Jerry, in that order. Um, <laughs> so here we go. All right, that's, that's been the Nukes for the Dukes. The nukes See you guys go. next time. <laughs>excited man it's literally like a couple hours we're gonna see the most amazing night of the whole year man where we get to see who's going to win best picture best actor best actress best director and so many more categories i'm so incredibly excited uh i think this is one of the few years that i've actually seen all the um best picture nominees which is great um I didn't love all of them, but I did like a lot of them. So so that's one of the reasons that I didn't see anything Netflix-related this week because I was so behind on movies, bro, that I need to, needed to watch at least four of the best motion pictures. And I did. That was my weekend. So wait, I, which ones did you watch this week for I Oscars? I watched Black AK Clansman. Ooh, yes. The Favorite. Mm-hmm. And Vice. Oh, nice. All great. Except the favorite, though. But we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk so, about those movies later. This is how it's going to work. If you guys remember from a little bit ago when we told you, we are going to basically be giving our own predictions on like what the Oscar is going to pick. Also, we're going to give our own opinions. Who do we want to win? And so on and so forth. I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see like who takes the Oscar home. Especially like actor and actresses. That's the most important thing that people really care about. Best picture, actor, and actress. Yeah, but before we get to those, let's go with who do you think should win visual effects? Wait, you know what? Let's let's just congratulate the Black Panther team for making it to the best. Oh, picture. heck yeah. Come on, Marvel. You did it, guys. Yeah. All right, so let's... Keep on with the show, Christian. Lead us on. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Black Panther. Congratulations. We're so happy for you. Um. 
first Marvel movie, I think, to to even be nominated for Best Picture, which is insane. Yeah, definitely. So congrats. I love that movie so much. But yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit later. So visual effects. The nominees are Avengers Infinity War, Christopher Robin, First Man, Ready Player One, Solo, a Star Wars movie. So before we get into our own opinions, what do you think the Oscar is going to pick for Best Visual Effects? The Oscar? Yeah, the Oscars. Avengers Infinity War. Definitely. Really? You think they're going to pick Avengers Infinity War for effects? Yeah, because always that's what happens. Like, that's the category, like, the Oscar always picks. It's always, like, a superhero movie or, like, a Star Wars film. Mm-hmm. So, I think Avengers Infinity War from uh, all, like, from out of... Oh, actually, never mind. It's either Avengers Infinity War or Ready Player One. Because Ready Player One was most, like, uh, visual effects, so... Okay. Me, personally, I think the Oscar's going to pick First Man. You think um, so? Yeah, mainly because it actually did look amazing. It was uh, actually breathtaking in I the visual effects that. area, but it was one. It was uh, one of the few movies y- of last year that literally got snubbed for all main categories, actor, actress. Mm. So I think they'll give it to First Man. Now that being said, which one do you want to win? Avengers: Infinity War. Really, you want Avengers Infinity War to win? Yeah. Me personally, I kind of want Ready Player One to win because I think the the amazing effects that were shown in that movie are breathtaking, amazing. You know, they literally built yeah. cities out of nothing. I agree. You know, and literally digital, digitally created everything, and I thought that was remarkable. I mean, it's Thomas Spielberg who... Who? Spielberg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Steve. Steve oh, Steven Steven Spielberg. Spielberg, my Tom, bad. Who the heck is Thomas Spielberg? <laughs> Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. There we go. I was confused. I was Sorry. Uh, okay, so Steven Spielberg actually made this movie, so... Yeah. That guy is a masterpiece, man, so... Yeah, he knows how to make art, and, and this movie is art. So, yeah. Who's now, Tom? animated film. So, out of all the animated films, I've only seen one, but let's just put them out there. Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, Mirai... Oh, Mirai, however you say it. I think it's Japanese. Um, uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Realistically, who do you think the Oscar is going to pick, Jerry? Being honest with you, man, I think Isles of Dogs. Me too. I think the Oscar is going to pick Isles of Dogs yeah. just because of Wes Craven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, who I want to win? Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And I actually saw that movie this week. Oh, you first time. Excited. Yeah. Yes, finally. That movie was. Took him so long to watch that movie. Come on, son. You did an amazing job with this movie. So that's all I have to say. We're not focusing on telling you the stories. We're just guessing. So, yeah, definitely Spider- Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is for me. Who should win for this one? Oh, heck yeah. I, I want Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse to win as well. Um, This movie did something to me when I saw it. I don't know. I don't know if it was because Miles Morales is Puerto Rican, just yeah. like me, but there's something about this movie uh, and Miles Morales and the whole cast uh, of superheroes that we got to see that I just loved. I actually saw this movie twice, and I honestly kind of wanted to see it another time. <laughs> oh, it was definitely. so think, great. Yeah. So, so great. And I think part of being an animated film, it was it's choosing which movie was animated in the coolest way that year. Mm-hmm. And I think this movie was in amazingly animated. It literally looked like you were reading out of a comic book page in a movie. And that in, a, in and of itself is insane. Kind of the same thing 
why I think the Oscars might pick Isle of Dogs because the animation in this movie was insane. Wait, it have you seen insane. that one? Yes, I have actually seen Isle of Dogs. Yeah. Um, okay. it, it, the animation in that movie is insane. It's so, so cool. Um, but I personally want Spider-Man to win just yeah. because I just want Marvel to keep winning awards because who knows, maybe if Marvel keeps winning awards, they'll actually start doing like things out of the box, like not normal superhero yeah. stuff like Black Panther, Spider-Man into the spider agree, stuff like yeah. that. Things that are not in the superhero genre, mm. you, know, you know, cliche, you know? Yeah. And I think Sony just did an amazing job with the graphics. Because it made you feel like you were wa- like watching a cartoon, a uh, comic book. Mm-hmm. So that's what I love about this. Uh, moving on, directing. Ooh, this is uh, one of the hardest categories for me to pick because yes. it's not really something that you can see unless you actually know about directing like a movie and or like the filmmaking process. So I feel for me, as I was watching all these movies, except Cold War, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, Have Cold, you seen Cold War. You no, know, Cold War no? by Powell. Paul Likowski, I think yeah. his name. Let's just put him out there, and then we can talk. Yeah. Uh, Spike Lee, uh, director of Black Hate Klansman. Powell Paulikowski, Cold War. Sorry for the peas that are yeah. exploding your ear right now. <laughs> uh, Yorgos Lathimos, which is the director of The Favorite. Alfonso Cuaron, which is from Roma. And Adam McKay, which is the director of Vice. So, I'm going to say it. Fun fact. Adam McKay is the director of Anchorman. Hmm, interesting. So, who I think the Academy will pick, it also goes with who I wanted to win and who I think is going to win. So, I'll pick Alfonso Cuarón for Roma. You want Alfonso Cuarón to win? Yeah. Really? Although I haven't seen Roma, the movie, I just know that every single time uh, Hispanic slash Mexican slash Latino movie or director goes, most of the times they always win. Just because of the academy and everything that, that is going on in the United States. You know, I kind of think the opposite of that. I think, I don't know, there's something telling me that this year the, the Latino representation or the, the, the African-American representation is going to be a little bit snubbed this year. And not, so? not, okay. because I agree with that. not because Probably. they're trying to like snub them or whatever, yeah. but I think they're just there were better movies this year. Yeah. For example, I, I do think that in that category, for me, the most uh, uh, the most well, I, I could say that Alfonso Cuarón might win Roma mm-hmm. because the directing in this film was insane. It was actually very well done. But me personally, I kind of want Spike Lee to win for, for directing for Black Kate Klansman because his vision in all of his movies is is seen very clearly. You know okay. exactly what he wants to say. But in this movie, he did it in a way that it was actually enjoyable. And, and, and I really do think he should win Best Director. Um, other fun facts, Adam McKay, which is a director of Vice, also made Step Brothers and The Other Guys. All comedy films. And you actually, he made the short, um, go, go Down, real quick, Christian. Oh, yeah, The Big Short. Yeah, yeah that, that one actually made uh, the best motion picture, like, what year? 2016. That one went? 2016, yeah, actually won for the best motion picture. And w- that's one of the reasons that I saw the movie, because I saw that it won. I was like, I gotta see this, so. <coughs> nice. Well, yeah, Adam McKay... Um, you definitely see his comedy and his point of view in, in, in mm. Vice. It's very clear out there. <laughs> but yeah. Let, let's just put it this way. I'll be happy if either Alfonso Cuaron, Adam McKay win. I don't care. Either of those can win. I don't mind. Me too. I'll be happy with Adam McKay to win too. I think his directing in Vice was very peculiar and told the story in a way that nobody was expecting. 
it to be told. Okay. So yeah. Next actress in a supporting role. Actress in a supporting role. So the nominees are Amy Adams playing, uh, I think it's Leanne Cheney or Lynn Lynn Cheney from Vice. Marina de Tabirna, which is Senora Sofia from Roma. Uh, Regina King, which played uh, Sharon Rivers from If Beale Street Could Talk. Mm -hmm. Uh, Emma Stone, who played Abigail in The Favorite. And Rachel Weisz, who plays Lady Sarah in The Favorite. So... This actually, when I was looking at who was going to, going to win, I was able to pick who I think is going to win. I wasn't able to pick who the Oscars will pick. And just because all these movies are, all these actresses were are worth picking. So, in my opinion, it's either Amy Adams or Emma Stone. That's who I think is going to win. Now, who the Oscars will pick, I don't know. Because all of these are so good acting, so... I couldn't see if Beale Street could talk, but um, what's to say? I don't think um, Marina de Taverna is going to win from Roma um, because, honestly, I don't think her role was deserving of a supporting actress award. Um, So I'm kind of torn between Emma Stone, Rachel Wise, or Vice, sorry, and Amy Adams. Personally, I think the Oscars gonna give it to Rachel Weisz. Okay. Um, I think her performance in the favorite was actually very well. Although Emma Stone's performance is my favorite out of all of these. I think Abigail from from yeah. the favorite was insane. I think her character Emma Stone really really did play a, a role that I don't think I've seen her before. Wait, how you see? Did you see Weisz? Uh, Weisz, yes, yeah. I did see Weisz. Because I think Amy Adams did an amazing job. Even if she had makeup on, but she just did an amazing job as the wife. And when you were watching her, it's like, okay, that's her. That I'm not watching Amy Adams act. I'm looking at uh, Dick Cheney's wife. So that's what I'm saying. Hey, Amy Adams could win. I would agree that if Emma Stone wins, I'm happy with that. Like, yeah. But I do think the Oscars are going to pick Rachel Weisz. Although The Favorite was the worst movie ever. Uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. No, don't get too, too ahead of yourself. We'll get to that. Okay. I, Actor in a supporting role. The nominees are Mahershala Ali playing Don Shirley in The Green Book, Adam Driver playing Flip Zimmerman in Black Hate Clansman, Sam Elliott playing Bobby in A Star is Born, Richard E. Grant playing Jack in Can You Ever Forgive Me, and Sam Rockwell playing George W. Bush in Vice. Bush. Bush. Anyways. Um. So, uh, so for this, actually, it's the same as the other one. What do you mean? It's like you I pick the same thing. What do you think the Oscars are gonna pick? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's gonna, they're gonna pick Mahershala Ali. Really? Okay. Yeah. I want Mahershala Ali to win. Although I wouldn't be surprised if they give it to either Sam Rockwell or Sam Elliott because the Oscars are known for loving well, political history movies, especially if they're of America. So Sam Rockwell actually won last year for the same category same for, category, yeah, for Three Billboards in Missouri. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, that's who I was going for. I don't think he deserves for his acting on Vice because he wasn't really the star and I and I was never expecting him to be the star. The star for this movie was... Well, that w- that's why the award is supporting No, supporting even I, I think... Yeah, I think supporting actor, be- it's better for... Amy Adams, I know it's an actress, but Amy Adams was more like with uh, Christian Bell. Sam Rockwell was, much more yeah, yeah or yeah. even Steve Carell. I think he was a better supporting act- actor 
than Sam Rockwell. The problem with Steve Carell is that I I I kind of don't see Steve Carell as a snub because I feel that he's played similar characters yeah. before. Like I I could have sworn I was watching Michael from The Office <laughs> when he was playing that character. Sure, I, a much more vulgar, much more, yeah. I guess. Not evil, more like meaner, more serious version of Michael, but still, I, I, I it felt very similar. Okay. So, well, that being said, I choose Mahershala Ali, although I do think uh, Sam Rockwell, Rockwell, sorry, or maybe Sam Elliott could win. Okay. But congratulations to Adam Driver for getting nominated. That's Hey, I, he did an amazing job. He did. I gotta He's, say. For those who don't know who Adam Driver is, that is, what's his face? Um, um, He's a... Uh, Kylo Ren from Kylo Star Wars. Kylo Ren from Star Wars. So, do with that what you will. We're getting into the most... The getting actress the, the in a leading role. The top three awards. So, role. what is it, Jerry? Actress yeah. in a leading role. Yeah, actress in a leading role. We have Jalizia Aparizio, which plays Cleo in Roma. Glenn Close, who plays Joanne Kesselman, the wife. I haven't seen that movie. Have you seen it? Uh, Olivia Coleman, she plays Queen Anne in The Favorite. Lady Gaga, she plays Ali as Star is Born. And Melissa McCarthy, she plays Lee Israel. Can you ever forgive me? Melissa McCarthy getting nominated for her first Oscar. Whoa. Let's I put it this way. She plays a real role. That's why she got nominated. Oh, don't go. Because she always does comedy. That's how That's I see true. her. That's true. She, she's a great actress, though. Like, yeah, I, I agree. I, I haven't seen this movie, but I did see many trailers and many um, uh, videos and stuff like that. She does an amazing performance in this movie, at least from what I saw there. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you think the Oscars are going to choose? Keep in mind that the Golden Globes, which were a few months, uh, about a month ago, a few Actually, weeks ago, um, they picked a Joan Castleman, which is played by Glenn Close in The Wife. I think it's either between Glenn Close and Olivia Coleman, just because they, the Academy does something else. Who I want to win? Jalitza Palazzo. Really? Because, yeah, just because. Come on, it's it's her first movie. She doesn't really have any acting skills. So there's so, but that's the thing though, and this is something we were talking about not so long ago. I feel that she was playing a role like. Her any like because you told that she was um her mom was actually like a um what's that a c- the cleaning person yeah a cleaning person she actually grew up watching that's how she was able to perform this ca- this character but um but yeah I think I doubt she's gonna win that's why I said like I want her to win but I doubt if she's gonna win if she wins then awesome man what about you Christian who you think is who do you think is going to win, Christian? I personally think um, Glenn Close might win this. Okay. O- or Olivia Coleman as well. Um, although I personally want either Melissa McCarthy or Lady Gaga to win. Okay. Uh, I thought Lady Gaga's performance in A Star is Born was really great. Um, she, um, many people are arguing that she, she was just playing a role that she's already used to. She's a, rock, a pop star slash rock star. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there was something dramatic about this movie that she brought to this role that really impacted the movie in a great way. Um, so, yeah, I really want Lady Gaga to win uh, as Ali in A Star is Born and, uh, or Melissa McCarthy as Lee Israel And Can You Ever Forgive Me. Okay. Moving on to actor in a leading role. The nominees are Christian Bale, who, who plays Dick Cheney in Vice, Bradley Cooper, who plays Jackson Maine in A Star is Born, 
Willem Dafoe, who plays Vincent Van Gogh in At Eternity's Gate, Rami Malek for Freddie Mercury, Bohemian Rhapsody, and Viggo Mortensen as Tony Lip in The Green Book. So here comes my 100% I will tell you I want so bad Rami Malek to win. Me too. But Uh-oh. being realistic to you. Nope. Don't even go there. I think it's either going to be Christian Bell or Viggo Mortensen. No, no, hold on, hold no, on. no. Although I think William Defoe has a chance. I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know how his acting is. But I've seen a lot of reviews of saying that he has potential to win. William Defoe, William Defoe will not win. And I tell you why. Because his performance was way overshadowed by by Rami Malek as Freddie Mercury, which if you saw no, yeah, if you saw Bohemian Rhapsody, that was not Rami Malek. That yeah. was Freddie Mercury on the screen. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm looking at these actors and I'm just saying which one of these actors yeah. as I was watching them made me believe that they were playing that character instead of them. Yeah, and, and second Rami of all, Malek Christian was Bale first. was not Christian Bale. He was Dick Cheney yeah. in that scene. So Richard Cheney, I think it is. Um so honestly Willem Dafoe, I'm sorry, I don't think he's either going to win, nor I want him to win. Um, me, personally, and who I think the winner is going to be from the Oscars, is Rami Malek. I think Rami Malek did a performance that, through every other performance in this nominee list, way out of the ballpark. I agree. If if he wins, I'm happy. I'll be happy with that. If anybody else, instead of Rami Malek, wins, I will literally be mad. Yeah. Because I think his performance... Literally blew everybody out of the water. Nobody could stop talking about Rami Malek's performance. I agree. Sure, people had problems with the movie. I understand that. It, may, it might not have been accurate. I understand that. But Rami Malek's performance was insanely good. And those are, and that's why I will fight anybody who tells me that he should not win. No, and I agree with you. I mean, I know Rami Malek should win, and I hope he wins. And he's probably going to win because but the have, Oscars are going to yeah. pick him. Okay, we'll Do see. Not put that bad energy in the okay. world. Rami Malek, Rami Malek will win. Yeah. Now, we're getting into the last section of this part, the best motion picture. Yo, before we get into that, if you have made it this far, I know it's been a little long, longer Thank podcast. So much, Thank you so much for listening. Um, we really appreciate you being here uh, with all the mess and all the ums and the uhs and the, <gasps> you know, all that. Um, but we thank you so much for being here, for listening. Uh, this is episode four. So, yeah, thank you if you've been here. Yeah. This whole time. So, here are the nominees for Best Motion Picture. Black Panther. Black K. Klansman. Bohemian Rhapsody. The Favorite. Roma. Green Book. A Star is Born. And Vice. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Just, just saying that list, it, it gives me chills because there's so many amazing possibilities this year for Oscar winners. Yeah. And I honestly... I know who I want to win, but I have no idea who's going to win at all. Almost all these movies, in my opinion, were so great yeah. that uh, not all of them. For example, I don't think well, – we'll get into that. But hold on, hold on, I, honestly, yeah, almost all mov- all the movies in this list deserve an Oscar Not because they were, they were all so greatly made and so greatly acted on and just – it was a, an amazing, amazing movie. Let's just put it this way. Whoever wins, we're happy with that decision. Honestly, well... Okay, wait. So... Whoever yeah. wins... Except? Except for me, personally, Roma. Roma, okay. Or The Favorite. Yeah. The, me, the Favorite and Roma were not my personal favorites this year. 
Um, the rest of them. Wait, so why are you defending the favorite? Because I hated that movie, bro. What do you mean defending it? Because whenever I said, "Hey, that movie sucks. That movie is the worst movie well, I've seen," you always telling because me, "Because no, I don't bro, think that I don't think it's the worst movie though." Because I think the favorite, uh, it was amazingly acted on. I think the performances in the favorite were amazing, super, super great. Sure, it could get boring, boring. for a lot of people, and maybe it the is. Story was boring. Yeah, the it, acting. No, was but wait, good. it's British humor, so a lot of people might not understand or might not connect to British humor. You know, I need to find somebody that lives in England to ask them that. Yeah, so I do think this movie, because so many people love this movie, and I know for a fact that so many people love this movie, so I can't say that it was the worst movie of the year just because I didn't like it. Okay. You know, I personally think that this movie, even though I did not like it, it could potentially win some awards. Mm. Although I do not think it's going to win Best Picture, neither do I think Roma. Well, Roma will win. No, Roma could win, but I don't want it to win. No, I think they, they will win uh, Best what is that category? The screen. The no, the uh, foreign foreign film. That's what's gonna. Oh, win. they're for sure gonna win foreign they're film. I have no one. doubt in my mind they're they're, they're gonna yeah. not win. By the way, film. we are missing a lot of categories that they will go into, but I think we just chose the main ones that we care about. Yeah. So that's yeah, why because we. Because I don't think you guys want to hear like <laughs> who do we think sound mixing should win, <laughs> or makeup hey, and Joel, design. Who do you think? Ask. A quiet place should, uh, so quiet place, okay, but we're we're not talking about that. <laughs> Anyways, um, best picture. Ooh. I personally. Wait, wait, wait. Let's do something. What? What if we keep this as a mystery f- until next week? No. Why not, bro? No. Next week we just tell them, hey, this is who we chose. <laughs> they won't believe us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Be like, oh, you guys chose it like. When they won, <laughs> no. That's why. That's so that's why it's called predictions. Who okay. do we think is gonna win? Honestly, uh, I think the Green Book, Vice, or Bohemian Rhapsody might win Best Picture according to the Oscars. The three that I'm kind of torn for me that I personally want to win: Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, and the Green Book. And I'll tell you why. Black Panther, obviously, it's a Marvel movie. I love Marvel so, 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 so much. Uh, we're actually going to try uh, uh, more towards um, Avengers Endgame. We're going to do a Avengers slash Marvel like special for you guys when we get to that point. But um, Black Panther was a great film, in my opinion, full of amazing action scenes, amazing acting. And a, it, it was a cultural impact because a lot of people from the African-American community connected with this movie in a way that was out of this world, you know? I agree. People who even weren't of African-American communities like me, I, I connected with this movie so much. It was such a great story. Um, not only that, it's just it just beautiful. It's it, when you watch this movie, the 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 camera shots, the the the, the visuals are breathtaking. You know, I agree. Yeah. Secondly, Bohemian Rhapsody. It was sure, like I said before, it, it might have not been a perfect movie. It might have gotten some things wrong. Excuse me, but I do think the performances alone and the music and all that other all those scenes like that were enough to maybe put it over the ballpark. Interesting. And thirdly, which honestly out of the three is kind of my favorite to win. I really want Dream Book to win. This movie, for in my opinion, was almost, if not perfect. Mm. I love this movie, not only because of the performances and the comedy, whatnot. No, because I connected with what the story was trying to say. 
I personally connected with that it, because a lot of people, when they watch this movie, the first thing is going to be, oh, it's just another movie about trying to find um, that. Oh, it's racism or, uh, oh, I don't know what race I belong to, whatever. Right. Um, no, this movie deals mainly with identity, deals with who do I want to portray as? Who should I be? Because I don't want to be defined by all these other subjects that people keep throwing at me. I want to define myself as me. I agree. And that's what I love about this movie. And that's why I think I personally want this film to win so, so much. And the Oscars might actually pick it to win. The Golden Globes did it, so why not the Oscars? Yeah. I love uh, The yeah. Green Book. My favorite movie that has been chosen here in the Oscars. So, that's... I agree with wha what you just said, Christian. Um, but for me, I think who I want to win is... Either Black Panther or the or the Green Book. Okay. Although, I'm ninety percent. Ninety. That's a high yeah, number. Yeah, ninety percent that the Oscars and I don't want to get on in a, on a debate with you, Christian, but I feel the Oscars will pick Vice. And here I'll tell you why. Okay. It's one of those movies that talks about politics so much. That's true. And they just basically told you, hey. Dick Cheney was behind the Iraq thing. So he basically told George Bush was just like a, a cover face for everything that he was doing. Yeah. So I just think by doing that, it's one of the films that it really opens your eyes to see what was happening and to realize the truth of 9-11 and all the things that happened after that, which I think it's one of the things that the Oscar will really, really take into co consideration. Yeah. My only issue is that... No, I agree with you. The Oscars, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they pick Vice. Yeah. My only issue is that, and something that I've been listening to a lot of reviews and, and pe what people are saying about this movie, is that a lot of people aren't liking it because what the director did, which, honestly, I, I really enjoyed from Adam McKay, he kind of, like, put blame on Dick Cheney yeah. and, put, uh, and, like, basically painted him as the bad guy. As the guy that we should hate mm. out of this whole situation that happened. And although it is a creative choice, and although I personally mm. did not mind that choice that he went with, I really did enjoy the movie. Um, well, I do think that people, especially the Oscars, might take that into consideration and be like, mm, maybe not. Well, hold on. Now that you're saying that, I feel like at the ending, it gives you like the other side. So it's like, okay, we you, the whole movie seems like you're blaming me. Here's my response. And we have Christian Bell saying just like, like, I don't care what you think. Like, I don't care if you call me a monster. I'm doing this because of you guys, the people. Yeah, like, You guys chose me. Yeah, you guys chose me, all those, those things. So I feel Vice has both sides. Okay, let's blame Dick Cheney, but this is the reason that he actually did it for. Mm -hmm. So. Okay, so let's, let's conclude this. Who do you think the Oscars are going to pick? And let's do this. You can only choose one movie. The Which Oscars? one do you think the Oscars are going to pick? For Best Picture? Yeah. Vice. Vice, okay. Yeah. Um, Which one do you want to win? Here you can give maybe more than one if you want. Who do you want to win? The Green Book and Black Panther. The Green Book and Black Panther. Yeah. Um, Personally, I think it's kind of hard because the favorite in Roma could win. Vice could win. I'll say this. I think I'm gonna go with with what you said. I I think Vice is going 
Actually, no. I think Green Book is going to win. You think so? Okay. Yeah. I do. I, I'm, that's what I'm going to predict. I think... And I wouldn't mind if that Green one wins, Book actually. wins. That's, a f- that's one of my favorite movies. So and personally, either Green Book or Black Panther, I want yeah. to win. So, yeah. But I think the Oscar will pick Green Book. Okay. I'm excited to see who... Which one of us is right, man? Yeah, so let's see if we remember. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, I actually wrote, I actually had them not, like highlighted with red, exactly, yeah. green, so I also remember. Anyways, uh, thank you so much for everybody that was listening. If you made it this far, guys, wow, thank you so yeah. much. That just shows that you are a true fan, and we appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, Connor, for being our fact checker. Our fact checker, for the in quote unquote. <laughs> Yeah, you um, you fed us a few facts yeah. here and there, so and thank you, Connor. Thank you so much for Connor and Cole for taking our taking the mic while we were on bathroom break. Yeah, we were excited for that. That being <laughs> said, next week tune in. We got a few things. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm excited. For we're week. gonna be talking about hunting of Hill House, like I like we said earlier, and plus we're gonna bring a new game for you guys this next week. Um, so yeah, Jerry, is there anything else you want to say to the fans before we go? Tweet us, guys. Let us know like who you think is gonna win. For <laughs> sorry, we're laughing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, because I, I mean, actually, trying to. Yeah. <laughs> no, hey, seriously, tweet us at our social media. Like, we just wanna like connect with you because yeah, we sure. appreciate all your feedback, all the stuff. So let us know what you think about the show. Yeah. Instagram, uh, Twitter, all that jazz. Yeah. If you watch the Oscars, because I'm guessing that you'll probably hear this tomorrow morning. Well, where is Monday? So the Oscars already passed. You already know who won. Tell us, hey, we thought that it, we agree with your um, predictions. We or don't ha really ha do. ha! You guys messed up. Yeah. You guys didn't get it let right. Let us know that. And anyways, I'm Jerry. I'm Chris. And we'll see you soon. Bye bye.